0: and fulfillment let's get started with soul talk
1: welcome back folks it's Coot here welcome to another episode of the soul talk podcast uh, I truly hope you've been enjoying uh, these amazing episodes uh, it's always once again really great getting your emails and your messages on social media letting me know how much you're enjoying the soul talk podcast we've had you know Jack Canfield we've had Dan Melman we've had uh, Wow. Janine Roth, and uh, we have some amazing guests in the upcoming weeks, Uh, some surprises in store, and today is no different. I'm really excited uh, about my guest today. She's a friend I've gone to know over the last few years. We are members of an organization called the Transformational Leadership Council, so I get to see her usually a couple of times a year, and she's just an amazingly uh, generous, kind, and uh, bright light Every time I see her, she's really inspirational. You may know of her work. She's a global, globally uh, renowned, transformational leader speaker. Uh, she's the international best-selling author. She's also a creator of diamond feng shui. Hopefully, I said feng shui right. Uh, diamond Bowsing in a diamond meditation, and uh, she is. She has an extraordinary knowledge of energy, quantum physics. Uh, ancient wisdom, feng shui. So I'm, I'm really excited to uh, have her on today's Soul Talk. Welcome, 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 Marie Diamond. Welcome to Soul Talk.
2: Oh, thank you so much, Keith. So wonderful to be with you and all your listeners.
1: It's, it's really great having you. Finally, you know, we've, we we've hung out a few times, but it's finally uh, great to. Uh, to have you on and just to be able to tap into your wisdom. I know you're a fount of wisdom and you've, you've impacted lives around the world. Uh, what I didn't say, by the way, just, just to set the frame for everyone listening in, folks, check this. I remembered that, you know, some of her clients, just so, just so you all know, I think the type of conversation we're about to have, so get your pens ready, you know, her clients uh, include people like Steven Spielberg, uh, the Rolling Stone, you may have heard of them, Paula Abdul. Uh, companies like, you know, uh, Herbalife, and I mean, on and on and on. So uh, we're in store for a dynamic conversation. Uh, Marie, I'm just curious, you know, <clears throat> you, you're, you're a teacher in energy, quantum physics, ancient wisdom, feng shui, you're like a, a feng shui guru. You know, you've given me some advice and just blew my mind. I'm curious, just to set the context before we dive into some some really specific questions, especially for those that may not know of your work. I'm just curious, like, how, how did you get into this field? How did you, how does one even go about becoming a feng shui teacher? Uh, I mean, it's not something we teach in school. And of course, you're more than just a feng shui teacher. You, you teach energy, quantum physics, and you teach so much. But how does how does that even start? I, I know I didn't learn feng shui or <laughs> meditation in school. You know, I mean they should teach it in school, right? But no, how,
2: how, no, did, no. how did that start? Well, you know, I'm originally from Belgium, I'm from a beautiful town called Bruges, um, and so. But when I was seven, I I had my first encounter with my spiritual teacher, that taught me about um, meditation. So I started meditating when I was seven and start teaching me about the law of attraction. As you know, I'm also one of the teachers in The Secret, in the movie, in the bestseller book. But um, yeah, I was doing all this practice. I was meditating. I was visualizing. Um, I was trying to have positive thoughts and feelings. But when I was 16, I had a major accident, and actually was declared dead uh, on the spot of the accident. And um, they did revive me. Um, and but I thought moment I already was on the other side. I had an in-dead experience. And when I was there on the other side, I had a very clear message. I was with all beings of light and they said you have to go back because you're here to enlighten more than five hundred million people. And so when I came back, uh into my body a few days later, really, you know, becoming consciousness again. Um, I had no idea how to do that. And I, I remember I asked a few um, months later to my um, spiritual teacher what I did do wrong. He said, you have not done anything wrong. You just have bad feng shui. And I asked him, what in God's name is that? Mm-hmm. And he said, "It's your environment? You know, you've been really tapping into your spiritual luck, uh, what is responsible for about 32% of your love attraction, what is, how you reach, you know, that energy of your spiritual destiny and your soul connection through meditation and prayer. So you've been doing this, you know, since you're seven, so that's clear. And you have another human luck uh, part who's like 33.3% again. And that's, you know, how you think, how you feel, and how you do things. And that's, you know, what you're focusing on, self-help development, Um Movement and um, I've been working on that. So, like, for since I was seven, really like being grateful and 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 visualizing. And he said that your environment is another part. It's another 32.3 percent. And your environment, the place where you sleep, is so bad. And it was really I hated that room mm-hmm. to be honest. And he said you attracted bad luck. But of course, it's probably part of my destiny to have that experience, right? So I moved mm. into another space, and things just shifted in my life. I mean, from being bullied completely at school, I started being very popular. From um, being lonely, I started having friends. I mean, it was like this whole shift that happened within literally a few weeks. And wow. um, so, from that moment on, I started studying feng shui. So he gave me like some basic things, and then, you know, after becoming a lawyer and working as a lawyer. Um, I knew around my thirty that I needed to study more about Feng Shui, and I went to you know the the, the Asian countries to really learn about this and and to integrate mm. um, these three parts of good luck.
1: Mm. So you said that the, the three parts of good luck: first, the thirty-three point uh, was it two percent is environment, and thirty-three percent is human luck, and then thirty-two percent was did you say spiritual luck?
2: Yeah, so the law of attraction exists out of these three parts. And so Mm -hmm. what I have seen over the years that people that have done wonderful work, you know, with mentors and coaches and teachers working and changing their mindset and their Mm -hmm. emotional, um, you know, releasing the blockages subconsciously and consciously and start really, you know, working in positive actions that they're hitting the ceiling and so when I came to uh, work in America in 2001 I started working with a lot of the, the top mentors like John Gray and Jack Cranfield and Bob Proctor Marcy Chimeoff, and they were all hitting the ceiling and they were asking me you know what what is happening where it doesn't work further it's like we're we're not moving forward. And then I looked at their environment mm. and I said to them, your environment, mm. your home, your office is like a three-dimensional vision board. Everything around mm. you is actually responsible and helping your subconscious mind in a positive or a negative sense. And so mm. you don't think about it, but what is hanging around you, the way you're positioning yourself, the colors, it all has 24 hours a day, seven days a week, constantly feedback to your brain. So it's possible you're looking mm. for some amazing success, romance, you know, great health, inspiration, and when you look around you, you just uh, consciously you start seeing like, oh, my, my home is telling a different story. And mm. when it says different story, it gives feedback nonstop and you're not even aware of it. And so you're working so hard to... It's a lot of discipline necessary, you know, to keep being positive. let know, to be honest on that one. Sure, but, sure. But wow, so everything,
1: everything around, everything around us is affecting, and our environment, the environment that we're living, is affecting our subconscious mind. Which is really, right. really telling. It's right yeah. on.
2: Yeah. Mm. And and most people are just not standing still with that, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I really understood that since I was 15, I, I pre-programmed my environment. But as I was reprogramming mm. my environment, it's quite easy. I mean, hanging something out, painting it, positioning yourself differently in a space. I mean, this is like very really easy things to do, but I experienced how my mindset changed, how my behavior mm. changed, how, you know, things were like so much easier, more effortless because I didn't have to work so hard anymore to get the same results. And that is actually what (laughs) is happening when you add your environment to the law of attraction.
1: Mm. Makes Makes a lot of sense. You know, for those that may not, I have so many questions based on what you just said, Maurice, but for those that may not have any experience of feng shui, in, let's say, one sentence or simple sentence, can you... Is it possible that you can give people a, a definition and understanding of for the lay person? Yes. This is what feng shui is. Because yes. it sounds like this Asia, yes. esoteric, you know, thing from China or Asia somewhere that people might be going, What is that? So what is what is feng shui?
2: Yeah, well it's a four, more than four thousand year old Chinese energy system to activate the flow of energy in your home.
1: Mm.
2: That's one sentence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm, to pour the energy and to activate the flow of energy in your own D- does someone have to believe in in, in feng shui to, to have it work no. like if I say you know Marie that's bullshit I don't believe in it you, you mean I going to move my table around and put this thing over there I don't believe in it D- does someone have to even believe in it for it to work
2: no no, not at all.
1: Mm.
2: I always say when you believe in something, it will probably uh, be easier for you to have results. Yes, because you're more mm. open to it. But this is, a, you know, more than four thousand year old system that um, was hidden for the Western world really till like the mm. 1980s. And it's only in the 1980s that um, this was brought forward more to the Western world. And that's why we, we it's kind of far away from us, but I always would say, you know, when I when I was living in Belgium, we had a saying, we said, um, a door works for you or a door doesn't work for you when it was about business. So we actually mm. in Shui, would say, well, the front door of a house can be lucky or a uh, front door would be unlucky. Or the farmers would say, you know what? The wind coming from the west, it's always when the wind comes there, it will be a good crop, right? If the wind comes from mm. the east, you know, it will be more difficult. Well, it's about wind. It's about wind, it's about water, it's about flow. And we know if we are climbing a hill with a bicycle and the wind is against us, we'll still hit the the top of the hill But we're much more exhausted. If you have the wind behind you, we'll get on top of it and we're like, oh, we can still do another mountain, right? So it is Mm. really... Very practical information, and the the Chinese, I would say, the shamans of the Chinese, um, you know, thousands of years, mm. they were shamans also. They they knew how the energy of the land was working, how uh, they mm. they had connection with the uh, nature, you know, with the mm. uh, the wind, with the, how the energy was flowing everywhere and how it was affecting people's mindset, people's good luck. Mm. And so they started finding there were systems in it. There were rules and principles in it. And like mm. one of the principles are the five elements or, you know, how water flow affects where your your business will go. Or um, based on your birthday, um, there are certain compulsive actions that work very well for you and others that don't. And so they started mm. seeing there were recurring principles that, you know, for the last thousand of years, people have been using. And, of course, um, there were always the top people, um, the emperor, the, the mandarins, mm. the people of power and wealth, that were using it, and they didn't give it to the public. And it's mm. only since the 1980s that it has gone out of um, China And now all the top people in the world are using this information because everybody's always looking for this extra edge, this extra thing that can bring them to another level. And feng shui has been very, very popular in the, I would say, the Asian. But when I start understanding it, I start seeing how it was affecting your brain race, how it was affecting your quantum physics experience. And so when people are in a home or an office that has good feng shui, your brain waves will actually go into alpha brain waves, where you're more open-minded, you're more open for find solutions and opportunities. When you have bad feng shui, your brain waves will also go into beta brain waves, you, you're more easier to be uh, disconcentrated, it, it's a little bit overwhelming more for most people. Now we have done some testing on that and I put people with encephalograms on in a good functional place and within three seconds, their brain waves start mm. changing. If we put them in like a chaotic place where there's a lot mm. of uh, strange uh, feedback from pictures and so on, their brain waves went into beta brain waves. And so I show that with muscle testing all the time when I teach people mm. And we have done that now for thousands and thousands of people. I mean I have more than two hundred thousand students in Feng Shui mm-hmm. worldwide. And I always say to people, you don't have to believe in it, but just give it a try and start wow. feeling. I mean, it's how how easy it is to change your desk around and feel how mm-hmm. and feel what it does for you. I always say try it for nine days. People never put things back as they were before because wow. within nine days they see the change in themselves Mm. And you see the change in their life happening. It is a very Mm. quick change um, Mm. and result. You know what what I love.
1: What what I love. What what I love about what you're saying because it's it's also framing feng shui. I think in in a really practical way, which is what I love uh, about how you're speaking about it. is, Is as you were talking about, you know, feng shui and China and you know, the, the the wise men in China, wise men and women in China, the shamans, you called them. It really gave me a sense that, you know, what you're talking about is really learning how to work in alignment with nature so that uh, we can bring ourselves into the flow and be in harmony with life. I mean, we might still, yes. we might still succeed, right? We might still succeed based on our willpower, based on, you okay. know, struggling really okay. hard. But if we learn to work with nature, the flow around us in our environment, then uh, we're we're much more in harmony, which can actually accelerate our success. And so I'm curious, based based on what you said, uh, for those listening in, what are some of the, you could say, most important uh, elements or principles of, let's say, good feng shui? Let's say I know nothing, I'm listening to this conversation, I know nothing about feng shui. Yeah, uh, I, I decorate my house or apartment however I want it. I have no idea. I just put everything randomly wherever it was, and I have no idea if it's good feng shui or bad feng shui. Are there some core principles or elements that you could, you know, break down for people in terms of yeah, what good feng shui right. is so that they could start having an understanding of what, how to maybe begin moving things around and rearranging their environment to, to, to bring themselves into the flow? What are some of the principles?
2: Of course. So the first one is what you call the power position. So, you know, Mm -hmm. feng shui is also about tapping into the flow of energy. And how we do that is in every room that you are sleeping or sitting or working, you must see the flow of energy coming into the room. And the flow of energy comes in where people come in. And so that's seeing the, the door, right? I'm in my office right now. I can see the door right, positioning mm-hmm. yourself with your back to the door or like watching uh, with your face the the wall or you look outside through the window but the back of your back is towards the door, you're actually stopping the natural flow of energy. And when people do that, they go automatically into beta vibration, abundance stop, because abundance comes through the door, comes to where people come in. And people have come through the window while well, they take away hmm. your money, right? So they are robbing hmm. you from wow. it. So you always wow. have the first thing, sit as a king and a queen. The king and the queen hmm. will never sit with a desk facing the wall, facing the window. They will see the door. That's the first very important principle. And you can use that hmm. every place, every meeting you hmm. have, and is in a restaurant or in a lobby <clears> or in a conference. Go first in and make sure you sit in such a position, you see the people coming in. The second mm. one is that based on your birthday, you have a success direction. And so mm. you can actually go to the website, noridamid.com, and get your free energy report. And on that free energy report, you you will put in your birthday and your gender, and you will get a whole report where you get the first steps based on your birthday. So based on your birthday, you have a personal success direction that you need to activate in your office, in your living room, and in your bedroom. So there is an area, Mm -hmm. a compass direction that for uh, you will create more success, 33% more success. I mean, it's very easy to know, right? So you just go to the website. And whatever you have placed there, um, has, uh, till now, has been affecting your success and money. So, for example, if you put uh. a garbage bin there, then subconsciously you're actually saying to the universe, this is the portal of success between me, my home, and the universe. There is a portal, there's an access energy. If you have placed there, for example, a garbage bin, you actually have been saying, dump everything in the garbage. But if instead you have placed there certificates, your vision boards, your mm. comments, your you know your business cards. you actually say to the universe between me, my home, my office, and the universe, I'm aligning myself with my success direction. Now you have a success direction, you have a health, a relationship, and a wisdom
1: direction. Wow.
2: And when you go to the website, you get all four of them and some first steps you can do.
1: So everyone's success direction based on the date of birth uh is going to be different, correct?
2: Correct. So, my okay, request, for yeah. example, right, so somebody else can be east, and so people then uh, stand in the center of their uh, uh, room, and they going to check with the compass, then which direction uh, is that for them. And there's also a, a special app, that can go to the My dynamic app and
3: mm-hmm. purchase
2: that, and, and then find that out based on the app, where is that direction. But it's really, really important. It, it shifts something so quickly. And most mm. people then start seeing also, oh, my God, this has been in my success direction. action. This is the opposite or a, a, a smaller version of my success, of what I wanted in life. And I said, it's not just in your brain and your mind mm. and your heart that you know what success is. Your home needs to align with that, because if your home aligns with it, the universe around you will align with it too. Mm, I
1: love it. I love it. Um, finding your success direction, folks. You can get that at mariediamond.com uh, for a free energy report. Is there a, another principle you gave us? Two really potent yep. principles. Are there are there any other Are there any others?
2: Yes, of course there is. Um, so. You know, one of the things I see people right now that are following beautiful interior design principles, and I always say to people, make sure there's in every room something available of the five elements. Don't do like one element. So the element would is, uh, gives longevity and um, creativity. Um, so make sure there's something that plants or images of plants or flowers mm. and do round leaf plants not sharp leaves in the room so there's always a wooden energy then fire fire uh, stands for recognition and being honored in your life and also passion and um, and you know entertainment so make sure there's always light or a candle if you can burning mm. um, when you're in that room there's always earth energy earth energy stands for um I would say a family life for good relationships for long term mm-hmm. uh, wealth also, so make sure there's something in crystal like uh or ceramics in that room, and then there's also metal metal stands for money abundance um stands also for communication, so make sure there's always something in metal in that environment, mm-hmm. and the last one is water, and water stands for the career, for flow for Inspiration, and so make sure there's always something uh, made out of water, um, or in, or some blues. You know, you don't always can put water somewhere, uh, but like a little fountain in your office, for example, or an aquarium could definitely be helpful. But there's certain places where they have to be. Um, so that's something you have to go deeper into feng shui to know about that.
1: Mm. So make make sure that in every room there's something that represents the five elements.
2: Yes, mm. correct. And like mm. you cannot just do all blues or all water or all fire because let's say you paint your walls all red and you put a lot of reds and purples, then you burn, it's too much fire, you burn up, you know. When you do too mm-hmm. much blues and everything in blues, you actually you drown yourself, it's just too much water. If there's too much mm. earth energy, it's all yellows and beige and browns. Um, you actually get stuck because it's it's too much earth energy, and uh, so you can you always have to balance these five elements um, in your life. And the more you balance things, the more harmony there is. The more people feel having better communication. Uh, there's more flow towards uh, money and abundance. So. Just like I see sometimes this gear design, beautiful, but it's all white, right? And I say, yeah, mm. but that's all metal. So when it's all metal, it's too cold, and there's not enough passion in that person's life, and they will feel getting stuck and too mental instead of enjoying themselves. Yeah. So mm. you have to balance the colors around you. Mm.
1: Mm. You got it. So if someone, let's say, if, if someone wanted to supercharge their career or they said, Marie, you know, I, I, want, I, want, I want to make money. I want to make, I want, I want to achieve yes. prosperity. Are there some like very specific things, you know, you talked about sitting in the king position, sitting, you know, uh, uh, facing the door. Uh, but are there some specific things that someone can do? And they say, I want to blow up the financial area of money. I've got the spiritual thing down you know, marie i've done therapy i've been to seminars it's all great i want to make money i want to, i want to yeah. live my purpose. Is there anything specific in the wealth and prosperity area Yes that someone can do so
2: for sure um there's success direction a personal success direction in their office put something in gold there so gold looking like a gold looking frame or their um goals on a vision board but in a gold looking frame also um write uh with like a gold looking pen um mm. add as much gold to your environment like i have a golden purse and a golden wallet and a golden uh notebook and so the mm. more gold you put around you the, because gold is the color for abundance so think about all the wealthy yeah. people and you know it's like even the hip hopers will say they want a lot of bling bling right but it's actually yeah. really good what they're doing, <laughs> right the bling good.
1: Bling. So, you see it's, that when you so when we see them with the with the teeth the old blinged out be like oh, that's fun they're really taking feng shui to the next level right
2: <laughs> they are yeah. they are and you know i have a, a few of these amazing artists and clients and so I have to be honest, they are on the on the right track, and you see the wealthy people they will always mm. have um you know frames gold looking frames for their ancestors oh. or uh, you know even for their family, put pictures of your family in gold looking frames. It doesn't have your real gold but gold looking mm-hmm. and so the more mm. you add gold around you um not like all the walls, right, but just you know acupuncture. Uh, like places little little items around you the more your brain will start thinking in gold and Mm. and look for golden opportunities because you know it's not about that suddenly the money will fall in your lap and sometimes it is people say well oh my god I got this check Maria I got a payback from this I'm like but it's about the golden opportunities that will start um coming to you. Because that's what I when I see what happened to me in, in my life, I mean, of course I, I meditate and I uh, work with um you know positive thinking and doing the right actions, but I have all these amazing golden opportunities coming to me. Like, you know, talking with you, that's a golden opportunity. And mm. it's like, I don't look for it. It just comes to you because I have so much gold around me.
1: Okay. I, I, now I'm getting a gold iPhone case. That's the first thing. I'm going to yeah, flood myself I with that. gold. I'm be, I'm I saw I, I that. that. That's why I'm saying I'm, I'm, my iPhone case is going to be gold every time I look at my phone, which is probably, what, 150 times a day. It's always with me. I'm going to be thinking gold. Marie, that's the key. That's a key. So I'm yeah. curious, so I'm sure that in moments of your life, you know you're, you're a very positive person, you teach energy, but I'm sure there must have been moments in your life where you went through challenging times. maybe I mean, correct me, if I'm wrong, maybe your energy wasn't as high, or maybe you got into a funk, or do you get into a funk? And, and how yeah, I guess how, how, how do you, when you're not feeling great, how do you? marie diamond go about shifting your energy transforming your energy uh bringing yourself back into the but are there any specific things that you do that you think would be valuable for someone listening who they're listening to this going i'm, I'm in a funk you know uh, maybe their feng shui is no, okay no, but i'm, I'm in still it. in an emotional i'm in an emotional funk now we're not talking about the physical environment i'm depressed i'm no. You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling unhappy, I'm feeling uninspired. I'm in an energetic funk inside. What do you do that would be beneficial for those listening?
2: Well, for me it's really about space clearing when I'm in a funk, right? So there's two ways of space clearing. It's the inner space clearing. So I go inside of myself. I do always mm. my meditation of course uh of course and so um and and Even if things are not going so well, keep doing your meditation, keep doing your visualization. But I also then look at the outer space clearing. So when things are not going well, I just like, I look into my home and I start clearing. I start looking at, you know, where is their clutter? Where is their chaos? And I start cleaning. I start, um, you know, taking things out. I will look at my computer, there's too much deleted items, you know, I delete my deleted items. I just go and let go of 10 to 20% of stuff. Because Mm. our physical stuff around us gives all vibrations and frequencies out to our brain and to our heart of being stuck. Mm. And so I would say to Mm. people, you know, just um, don't go into the emotion that you have right now. Just Do some meditation, do some intention setting, write down again your goals, right? Even if you don't know, if they will manifest, just redirect yourself, but also declutter. So reorganize things around you. And I have seen just by by doing that, and this has been, since I'm young, I've always, even if I did not know it was called feng shui, you know, space clearing, Mm. I would always like Go and reorganize everything. And as I was doing that, like new ideas would come up or perhaps I found a little business card of somebody I should have called and I didn't, but perhaps have an opportunity for me. Or I go to my, um, you know, emails and I do want to have it open like, oh, and I email like, oh, there's, I mean, you know, new business that comes out of it. So we need to... Read regularly, go through stuff again, because we have so much things coming to us, and we need to find time and space and and to do that we we need to you know have less you know we are sometimes so much in the more like more input, more information, more you know, and we sometimes just have to take a break and say you know, even digital break, you know, for one day and say, okay, I don't go online, I don't go on anything, I take some time for myself, um, I'm doing some meditation and I'm clearing something out, I'm reorganizing myself and go into what I call the less energy instead of the more input into less input. When you start doing mm-hmm. that and you do that regularly, you will feel overwhelmed because I think most people are so overwhelmed right now, and I, I, mm. I go there sometimes too, right? Because there's just so much to do. But take time daily, if you can, weekly, if you can. And if you haven't done that weekly, at least monthly, one day for mm. you, right? To clear mm. things up, to reorganize and restructure yourself.
1: Mm. You know, I, I really feel what you're saying. Because I, I felt in my life, and I've always been a believer. And I didn't, you know, I, I never thought of feng shui really until... Really, I met you many years back in, in, in terms of the actual principles, but I've always thought that energy is stored in, in objects and things, right? And, and if we were, let's say, 10 years ago, we were a different person from who we are now, those things that we bought, whether it was clothing, whether it was items, whether it, whatever it was, not only are those objects interacting with us, taking on our energy, but but based on who we were, those objects carrying a certain vibration. So I think it is so important that we go back, as you're saying, and be, and, and remove clutter, remove anything that isn't in alignment with really resonating vibrationally with who we are now so we can create the space to attract Correct. the next level. So folks, as you're listening to this conversation with the amazing uh, Marie Diamond, uh, creator of Diamond Feng Shui, I really want you to be thinking, in your life, what can you let go of? What objects? What things? Even what relationships are no longer in alignment? So you can punctuate your life, create space in your life, so that you can be receptive to the blessings of the universe. Um, I'm curious, Marie how, how do you how do you deal with fear? Because I think fear is something uh, emotionally, you know, that clutters us. Fear is something that I think many times. Uh, stops us, right, from following through on our dreams. Fear is something I think that can, you know, when you say declutter your life, throw things out, get rid of things, I I think we get attached to our life as it is. We get attached to our environment. You know, everything is set up a certain Mm -hmm. way. We get attached to our relationships set up a certain way. We, we, We kind of get into this comfortable groove, and so any change can sometimes, you know, bring up fear, changing your environment. Oh my God! The unknown—what will happen? Uh, go, going in a direction that we don't know. Launching a project—so fear on different levels. So,
3: ha, ha,
1: what's the best way someone can start having a relationship and dealing with fear and moving past fear? You yeah. know, fear of change.
2: Well, yeah, you're right. You know, it it is very hard for people to let go of things and to to go into that changing groove. Um, And that's why I say to, to people, you know, just by changing something in your environment and then seeing, you know, oh, this is actually really fun. Because, you know, feng shui is really fun, to be honest. It's
3: very creative.
2: And so if you focus on that and just by clearing something and then finding sometimes treasures, right, things you have forgotten about that you had in life, and you will start feeling some more joy. Because um, that's what I've seen with, you know, these thousands of students that have that they felt like, you know, it's so fun to do, you know, changing something around. Um, Mm. But what they don't see right away is that it changes their mindset. And it's like building up. And then things they have been working on for so long, suddenly start manifesting themselves easier and more effortless. So it's like, you know, starting new projects, it's, it, it, you know, a lot of fear can come up, but just changing your desk around or hanging something else, right? There's not so much fear about this, right? So it's just, you know, it's like mm. doing a, a redecoration. So it—it um, it is a fun thing. It's a joyful thing. And so mm. people will start feeling better after their home is in harmony. Now when yeah. you, um, have still that feeling of fear about, you know, change. And you have to understand that, um, you know, there will always be, um, you know, to get out of your comfort zone, there will be always a little bit of a, you know, adaption, a little bit of a, a crisis moment sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see mm-hmm. that even people that change something around, that their husband or their wife said, what are you doing now? Or their children, like, mm-hmm. I have to get to them, just, you know, ask them, you know, bear with me for, you know, a few days, right? Uh, um, let's mm. just play with this. It, see things as a play more. Um, yeah. because if you go back in that inner child and, and see like, oh, I'm just, you know, making a vision board and I'm I'm just painting something, you guys are the inner child and you will start being so happy and so joyful. And, um, then fear will really gently disappear. So, you know the more you're creative um I think the less fear there is, and the more you're analytic and you want to find and know all the solutions, that's where the ego really um gets to you and mm-hmm. start giving you fear so you know, go in nature, um have a walk, you know, start painting, um do something creative with your friends, go out, have dinner that you know redirect yourself always to get you out of your fear and then it will be much easier
1: i love it i love it it's really about shifting perception folks see how you can see change as fun see things as a play um beautiful you know i remember when we spoke i really got that you one of your gifts is your intuitive capacity it says on your website you know your your gift of intuition, clairvoyance. So now I'm, I'm I'm curious, and I don't think I've ever asked you this, but in terms of intuition, uh, in terms of energy, there are probably some people listening to the conversation that that's, that will tell you, Marie, I, I can't feel energy. I never feel energy. I'm I'm not intuitive. I don't have any intuition, and or, or I'm not psychic or clairvoyant or or whatever you want to call it. So, uh, how can someone uh, begin to I guess two, two, two parts of one question. How can someone begin to cultivate uh, their experience of experiencing their energy so they can start feeling energy? So how can someone feel energy? Um, and then how can someone begin developing their intuitive, I mean, dare I say clairvoyant, psychic, you know, I mean, ultimately we're all, we're all, we're all psychic. But how can someone uh, begin developing that intuitive capacity to become really intuitive? Because I know intuition is one of your gifts. So energy and intuition.
3: um, You know, for me,
2: it it was something as a child was just very natural to see things. And and I didn't close it off. So most people Mm. um, have it all until you're about seven. And when you start learning, and reading, your brain will actually focus more on the analytical mind uh, part of your brain, and that's why you will kind of let go more of that intuition. And um, Mm. I always say to people, you need to take time for it, and that means every day. And taking time even just to sit down and listen or to walk in nature and to listen, because it's It's there. You just haven't listened to it since you're seven. Mm. So that's the first thing I would suggest to people is take every day five to ten minutes, and some people want to walk, you know, and listen. Others want to um, sit down and with beautiful music to listen. Um, it, It doesn't matter your way. You know, find your way. When you're really not... Uh, disturbed by people by impulsive um, by digital um, that's actually mm-hmm. the first thing it is there it, it has never gone away you just mm-hmm. stop listening to it so that is what I, I would love for you to first focus on and as you're doing that and you're, you're getting some information I remember sometimes that I got some information or some insight I was not 100% sure if is really true. I would always right, ask right. A, conf- a confirmation. I would always say to God yeah. in the universe, give me some confirmation, right? I remember, you know, I was like um, seeing like this color, you know, I was seeing this color violet in my medication. And then I was like, and I was like coming all the time, like, is this real, is this true, what is going on, right? And then, Literally the next day, somebody sent me uh, a card that was completely violet. Yeah, Mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's a confirmation, right?" So ask for confirmations. You know, ask for clarity. I mean, the universe, your soul, your the energy of your spirit wants to give you information, but you have to ask for it too. You have to ask for, you know. bringing modalities, bringing teachers on your path, bringing systems or, you know, books on your path that will help you with this. I mean, I did ask for it, and I got my special teacher on my path. And there are people that mm-hmm. say, well, you know, Marie, I was asking for somebody, and you showed up in my life. And I'm sure some of your students did <clears throat> um, are asking for some help, and you show up in their life, right? So, um When the teachers then appear, it means you're ready. Mm. It means that something in you really wants to open up. But we all need sometimes a little helping hand to support you with that. And it can be a book, it can be a video, it can be a teacher, a coach, a mentor. Um, And so when that comes to you, don't push it away. Listen to it. In the beginning, listen to yourself, then listen also to your teacher. And when the teacher speaks to you, go back to yourself and listen within. Is this correct for Mm. me? Start feeling it. Because I always say, whatever I say, it doesn't really matter. But what does matter is what you feel in your heart, if it rings true to you what I say, right? So Uh, I don't know, perhaps it doesn't ring true for you. That's totally fine yeah I'm not attached right. to that as a teacher, and I'm sure you are not here. so you we're we're just you know sharing and giving, and for the ones that feel it's the right thing for them, they will follow up. but make sure you take time to listen and take time to feel because right oh. now we're in a place you know in the world where time is taken away from us because you know, there's always something going on, right? Um, And if there's nothing going on, we look for something to disturb our personal time by going on social media, is to to really say every day, and you need to make a discipline of that, every day I take some time for myself and to just listen. And in the beginning, you won't feel, you won't hear, you won't see sometimes things, but... After a while your your system, your energy will say, "Oh, she really or he really wants to listen. you know, let's give her or him some information and so open up to it and ask also to be guided to be opened up to that information because it can for everyone it will be different that's that's the whole key. it will be different for each one of you, but you need to ask for it also.
1: Mm, I love it. Take the time in nature. Ask for the clarity. Take the time to listen, folks. I think our intuition is a gift of our soul speaking to us. And many times uh, I think we know, you know, many times when, when, when we end the relationship and then we go, oh, I knew something was off. Listen, as Marie's saying, folks, listen to that still, small, subtle sense that you have in your body, which may not necessarily be logical or rational take a moment to listen. You don't have to act on it, but listen, Marie, I have a couple more, couple final questions before I do. I ha- just have to ask one question. I asked you about the, you know, if someone really wants to make money or pros- you know, activate prosperity in their life. And, uh, uh, you gave some really interesting ideas there. Um, I'm curious, let's say someone listening in and they, and they say, you know, Marie, I, I, I my, my life is well. I, I make money. I'm, my career, everything is happening. But, and I'm sure you've had this, uh, this, this dilemma. My relationships. I don't have love in my life. I want, I want, I want to fall in love. I, I want to get married. I want, <laughs> I want to meet the one. I'm sure you've never heard that, Maria. <laughs> I want to meet the oh, one. Oh, all the time. Are, are there, are, are, there is, are there any? Obviously, it's specific, which person. But are there any like? Are there general, like specific? amazing things that someone can do in their life feng shui wise to you could say make them more uh charged activated uh, uh receptive magnetic to love
2: mm-hmm. well you know the place for romance is the bedroom so um it's not uh-huh. just for sleep it's also for making love i right? inside like the anchor mm-hmm. place for love so mm-hmm. the first thing i always say to people you know, what hangs above your headboard? So when you go to Mm. sleep, what is the last image you see? You know, you go into your bed, you don't know what happens. I subconsciously there's an image there. So perhaps there's nothing hanging there. Then I say, don't expect anything to happen then, right? Uh, But the (laughs) the wrong image also, like an image with water. A lot of people have images of water in the bedroom. I always say it will be more emotional, there will be less communication because water around you when you're asleep, it's not feeling safe, yeah? So Mm. make sure there's an image of you and your loved one or an image of a loving couple, whatever that means for you, you know, Mm. above your headboard or next to you on your nightstand. So to really make sure that there is some loving energy around you Also make sure that there are no mirrors reflecting your bed. Because when you have mirrors reflecting your bed and you're single, you actually, the mirrors are doubling yourself and the universe hears the story or hears the message, we're already with two. If you are Uh. a couple and you have a mirror reflecting, you actually, the universe is hearing, oh, there's more people welcome. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, and remember,
2: a television can act as a mirror, because if it's a mirroring uh, glass, it will actually show up like that. So you have to make sure you wow. cover the mirrors and you cover your TV. It not only will help your romance level, it also will help, you know, even if you are in a relationship, it will, um, you know, help you to to communicate better. It also will help your, your health better. So these are some yeah. things you can do. And if you're single, I always say to people, make sure there's some space in your bathroom cabinet, in your closet, Um, you know, make sure there's two pillows in the bed, you know. Show the universe, hey, I'm ready for someone. (laughs) I created some space for that person. And I even sometimes see in a closet, right, um, or in the bathroom that everything is taken over by one partner. And so the other partner goes to sleep and like there's just like a little, like little part of the bathroom cabinet or in the closet space. And you're saying like, you know what, get out. I, I don't need you. Right. right? So, so <laughs> make sure you give space. And, um, you know, sometimes I've seen it so many times with women that, you know, the whole focus of the home is towards their, their women, towards them. But, you know, in mm. a home, you, you need to make sure there is space for the partner. Yeah, it, mm. that there's a, a partner that, you know, what they like, make sure that's available. Like My, my husband, for example, loves uh, cars, right? So there's always a space in the home where he puts his miniature uh, old uh, cars, right? Um, mm. And even if I don't like that so much, and make sure there is space for him where he can mm. you know, hang out and, and, and feel great and not everything is towards me or towards the children so make mm. sure there's some balance for both and talk to your partner about colors, you know I know most of the time women are kind of deciding on that but I always say that's really a wrong thing, you, you have to find a balance and I'm in a new home right now in London and you know, I, and even if I know exactly what I want, I make sure there's always something my husband really likes too, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's definitely a good idea, for sure. Yeah. Beautiful. But I, I, just a simple, you know, even that simple thing you, you said, and I hope people are listening, you know, if you want to be in a relationship, find the one love. In your bedroom, be aware, mirrors and what hangs above your bed by your headboard. Some simple tips there, but really, I think, powerful, beautiful, beautiful. Millie, uh, you have shared a lot today. Um, I hope everyone is definitely receiving value. I love the wisdom that is so practical and applicable to people's lives. So, folks, I hope you're taking lots of notes. I know I am. Uh, if there were three key life lessons based on everything you've experienced in your life, I mean, I'm sure we haven't gotten into half of, you know, 90%. Of, of your knowledge and wisdom. And I'm, you know, I'm still curious about, I, mean, I think your life could be a movie because I'm I, in my mind, I'm curious about, you, you, you said you met your guru when you were was it seven years old or you met a teacher yes, when you seven, were seven. Yes, and, seven. And, and so it, it sounds yeah. like something out of a movie. So I think when we have you back next, I want to know what that experience <laughs> was like, right? Um, yeah. But I'm curious <laughs> from your life experiences, uh, based on everything you've been through, uh, your successes, failures, ups, downs, if there were three key life lessons that you could pass on to the next generation, uh, to your kids, to their grandkids, but but if these were the only three, the most important three things you've learned in your life that you feel would involve the next generation the most, what would these three key life lessons be?
2: Well, I think the first one is even whatever is going on in your life to stay grateful, Um, Even whatever has happened in my life, I stay grateful for life itself and what life was bringing to me. That's my first Mm. lesson. Um, The second one is, um, one of the things I really learned is less is more. So that less uh, physical uh, energy, physical items Mm. uh, in your life creates more spiritual energy. So um, that has definitely been a, a great lesson for me. And the third one um, was uh, really how the environment and changing my environment has um, helped me to um, really manifest my vision um, to reach you know millions of people worldwide um, without adding that environmental. Of my love attraction, I am sure yes. I would not have been able to reach that.
1: Yes, beautiful. Stay grateful. Less is more. I really love that. Less is more. Create the space in your life uh, for the spiritual energy to flow and also. The power of changing our environment i think it's so important i think many of us listen to the conversation and we do the affirmations we do the spiritual work we do the inner work we do the therapeutic work the psychological work the body work you know the physiological work but many times we're not really harnessing the power of our environment so folks i really hope you're taking this conversation to heart and really look at your environment see what you can clear in your environment access the other 33 percent uh, of, of luck in your life. but I'd like to, to begin ending this con- these conversations by making Soul Talk as practical as possible. Uh, as an expert, if there's one homework assignment, if there's, a, if there's one simple, tangible, uh, practical homework assignment that those listening in could go do within the next 24 hours as a result of this conversation or immediately, what would, can you assign a homework to those listening in?
2: Well, yes, of course, I would suggest that they would go to the website, maridam.com, and uh, fill in your birthday and your gender, male or female, and get your report so you see where your success direction is in your office or your living room, and uh, declutter that area, because the first thing you want to do is, you know, let go of things that do not relate with the goals you have now and then put some wonderful images or items there that I'm sure you have in your home to activate your success direction so that at least your success and money starts flowing uh, now with 33% more luck.
1: Awesome. And um, and that's the best website that people can get in touch with you, is that correct, Marie? MarieDiamond.com? Yes,
2: Yes, MarieDiamond.com.
1: Beautiful. Folks, if you enjoyed this conversation, I mean, I know I have, I'm sure you have, I definitely encourage you to go find out more about Marie's work. She's she's a legend. She's amazing, as you can see, full of practical, applicable wisdom that I think will immediately impact your life uh, for the better and inspire you to live your dreams and your highest destiny. So mariediamond.com will put uh, the website in the show notes. Go check it out. Make sure you fill out that free report. I've done it myself. It really is very enlightening. I also have Marie's app on my phone. So whenever I go somewhere, I kind of activate the app and I can see my best feng shui directions when I'm in hotel rooms, when I'm, you know, in meetings. So check it out. She's a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. MarieDiamond.com. Marie, it's been a joy being with you. Thank you for coming on today. And uh, uh, Thank
2: you so much. the amazing to have, to look have conversation
1: to, look, look, Yes, look forward to having you back. Folks, I would also love you to send me an email, everyone. Blackson at Uh Let me know your key takeaways from this uh, amazing conversation with Marie. And let me know what happens once you fill out a free report. Let me know uh, the result of decluttering your life. Write to me. I, look, I really love hearing from each of you uh, on social media and my email box. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next upcoming episodes. We have some amazing episodes in store for you on Soul Talk. Subscribe, download. Please do share it with your friends on social media and let everyone know about Soul Talk We're building an amazing community here. So sending you much love. Love now.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook